On this Brady Moms bonus episode for Father's Day, Terry and I interview Dr. Wayne Hansen, pastor and host of the Jesus Taxi Show. Pastor Wayne shares 10 parenting tips just for dads based on his faith and lessons he learned from his own father. It's a candid conversation with an all-around great guy. As always, this episode is brought to you by Learning RX Brain Training Centers, and Pastor Wayne is married to Kim Hansen, the CEO of Learning RX. Join us. So you were talking about being an epic dad and that you've got a list of the top 11 ways to be an epic dad. Start, start with number one. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, uh, I messed with the number order here a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Um, the, we are, I'm counting down five to one and then six to 10. Okay. And, um, because, well, first of all, I'm a musician. So I think in the order of top 10, you know, the number one, the number, this is Casey Kasem, the number 10 hit the number nine, the number, but uh-huh. when my, my dad, I did my dad's memorial several years ago, like nine years ago, I came up with a, t- a top five list of what made him an epic dad for me. And so I always want to be as good of a dad as my dad was to me. And then I came up six to 10 were my my own personal values that I have as a dad that I'm tagging on to my dad's list. Does that make sense? Awesome. Absolutely. Counting down from five to one and then uh, counting up from six to 10. So number five is work hard, work hard. And I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally, you know, and Kim was from Wisconsin and I call it farm and factory culture, farm and factory culture. There's something about Midwestern culture that values a good day's work, a hard day's work that uh, you show up on time. If you're going to be late, you call, you don't take a ton of breaks. You don't waste a lot of time on the job. You get your work done. You, you set some goals and you meet your benchmarks, you know, you, you, you set deadlines, you make your deadlines. And if you can't do it, you apologize or you great gap, a great, great team. And, um, you know, the biblical principle is a worker is worthy of their hire. So work while you're working and work hard. Um, it's a, it's a given, it's a natural, uh, that prosperity comes from hard work. So that's a big value. My dad was a farm kid. And then he, <laughs> pretty early on when we were teenage boys, he's in summertime, we wouldn't get like a week off before we started a summer job. He shook us awake <laughs> on the first wow. day of summer vacation going, get out there and make some money. What? Like, yeah, you got a painting business, right? You got some equipment. Yeah, I, I've set up a job. And he always set up jobs for us to bid from church members that he go, yeah, I told Mrs. Erickson, you're going to go give a, a bid on the job and you're going to be painting her house this summer. Oh, okay. So <laughs> 6am son, we'll see you we'll go wake up or you got to go paint Mrs. Erickson's house, you know? So I had a good paying job from the time I was 13, 14 years old after my paper route, you know, in the summertime, my, we had Hanson brothers painting service. And you know, we learned the business principles of making sure that you do a good estimate. <laughs> Otherwise you're working for free <laughs> or you're yeah. working for cheap. So we learned a lot about business principles that way, advertising in the local yellow pages, you know, Hanson brothers painting service, you know, all the, just the basic marketing things of running a business, learn that as teenagers, you know, and so uh, great. So yeah. work hard, work hard. Okay. All That's right. number four is play hard. Nice. Play hard. So 
Um, my dad was a, a great uh, proponent of that, that, hey, you work while you're working and you play while you're playing. Mm -hmm. And your day off isn't just to loaf around and wish you be glad you're not working. Um, play hard. Go, go. My dad used to say, let's go make some fun. Let's go make some fun. Like we just make some fun. Like we just decide what we're going to do today and it's going to be fun, you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive. doesn't have to be uh, like Disneyland. It can just be, you know, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to go uh, to McDonald's and have a couple ice cream cones. And then we're going to go play, play Frisbee in the park, or we, you know, we're just going to get out of the house and go make some fun, or we're going to go see a place we've never seen before. We're going to the grocery store and pack a picnic lunch. And we're going to go an hour away from home someplace and see what they're doing over there, you know, and go get the free factory tour or go eat some free samples at a candy shop or I'm, it didn't have to be anything that costs a lot of money. Cause we, honestly, as a pastor's kid, we didn't have a lot of money, but we would go make our own fun. You just jump in a lake and go swimming for a few hours, you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but just go make your own fun and play hard and don't regret the day off that you didn't do anything but make, make sure that you make a memory when you're, when you're playing that you do and it don't get stuck in a rut, just like with work, you know, it just, you gotta, you gotta switch it up. Like we, well, we did that last time. Let's do something new this time. You know, I don't know. I think Kim might've mentioned it, but you know, we would, we'd do the same thing with our family. We would have a, we'd have a Z day. Right. And then it'd be Zach's day, whatever. Everything has to be Z. Like we're going to go get We're going to buy a stuffed zebra and we're going <laughs> to when we think of anything that starts with a Z. We're I gonna, bet that one was challenging. Z yeah. Was hard. <laughs> G was way easier. Right. <laughs> M was super easy. Yeah. But, you know, you know, like with Max, we'd go to McDonald's and then uh, we would hmm, we would all brainstorm together. Like it's M day. It's Max's day. You know, so. Each of us would have a, a letter day and we would try to do something that starts with that letter all day long on our day off. You know? Oh, how fun. So what a, fun. Yeah, and what a great way to just bond with your kids and your family. Mm -hmm. And Right, right. Um, I, think, I think we went to Morrison with Max. Nice. <laughs> like, hey, let's go to Red Rocks. It's in Morrison. <laughs> Max, right? Yeah, so. That's a great, fun. yeah, I love that for this summer. I want to do that with my three youngest. Man, Jay. <laughs> That's going to be hard. I'm going to have to really brainstorm for <laughs> Jadaria. Get some juice. You buy some juice. <laughs> yeah. You do some jumping jacks at the beginning of the day. Get the blood. <laughs> Stay right? in your jammies. <laughs> play some Ooh, jacks. jammy Maybe. day. Play some jacks. <laughs> play jacks, you know. Mm -hmm. We've never played jacks before, probably. Go That's jogging. <laughs> that's fun that's a, that's a fun idea Jamba Jamba juice. Juice. That's yeah. yeah yeah all right so let's move on to number three no, yeah number three my dad was so good at this um and i was not so good at this but i learned it from him and i'm really trying to embody it now is be comfortable in your own skin be comfortable in your own skin be okay being the person god made you to be I think a lot of times you look in the mirror and we go, man, I'm, I'm 10 pounds overweight or, you know, this beard makes me look so old. I need to shave it off and look five years younger, you know, like maybe I need to go tanning, you know, I, or, you know, no, 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 no. God loves me just the way I am. And if God loves me, why, why can't I love me? Why can't I accept myself with all my failures and flaws, my good, my good, uh, qualities and my bad qualities that 
if, if he loves me and accepts me, then I have to love and accept myself. And so he learned how to be comfortable in his own skin. So he embodied that, you know, be comfortable in your own skin. Most of the time, I would say, you know, nobody does that perfectly, but he, he really embodied that. And I try to be that way too. Like, I'm not to obsess over myself or my failures and flaws, but just love the person God made me to be. And that's a great way to model that healthy Mm -hmm. thinking for your children as well. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and then if I can love and accept myself, I can also love others and accept others with their their failures and flaws. Go, you know what? Yeah. I'm not them. If I had the same history, I had the same issues. Maybe if I was neglected or abused, or I had some kind of life controlling problem, whether it's drug addiction or alcoholism or lying or any other number of things, you know, I might make the same choices. And so I give you got to give people the benefit of the doubt, give them a break, you know? Great. Yeah. Number two, and Kim will love this one later. If she watches the podcast, she probably will. Cause she, she wants to know what I'll say uh, is love your wife, your whole life. Uh-huh. Love your wife, your whole life. My dad really embodied that with my mom. You know, no marriage is perfect. You know, uh, there's no perfect husband. There's no, no perfect wife. Um, you're going to go through up times and down times. You're going to go through financial difficulty. You're going to go through health problems. You're going to go through um, uh, difficulties with your children. All of that is normal. It's totally normal. And in our entertainment driven culture, we get this Hollywood mindset, like just because we have a fight, my marriage is ruined or, you know, he doesn't love me anymore. Or, you know, she, she's look, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever insecurities you got down on the inside of yourself, you let it affect your marriage. But my dad was so good at conflict and conflict resolution. Uh, he really lived by that principle of don't go to bed angry uh, or don't, don't hold on to something till the next day. He'd, he would say, we're going we're gonna to have this out before we go to bed. So, so love your wife your whole life. Love your wife your whole life. Um, I, th- I think a lot of us have heard that old adage, uh, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> there's, some, there's something to that for sure. Um, and yet that's, that's advice for the husband. That's not advice for the wife. Sure. See, a lot of wives think, oh, you got to make me happy and then this marriage will be happy. No, no. No, happy husband, <laughs> happy wife too, right? We live for one another. We don't live for ourselves. And so we need to take the lessons that belong to us and not try to project lessons onto other people. And so uh, my dad embodied that um, love and forgiveness and not going to bed angry, having, having it out and saying, well, we, maybe we can't come to a resolution on this disagreement, but you know what? I want you to know I love you. And we're, we don't have to decide on all of it tonight, but my, my mom, my mom was um, loving enough to, to let my dad be the tiebreaker on decisions. <laughs> you know, if it came down to the point where they could not agree, but it was an important decision, they could table it for a while and keep discussing. Or if it was a matter of urgency that a decision had to be made, my, my dad was a tie the tiebreaker. And Kim has been kind enough to do that with me in our marriage too. And yet I don't, I try not to ever abuse that privilege because we are a team and whatever decisions we make, we make as a team. And 
neither one of us should be a tyrant to one another. She's my best friend and I wouldn't bully my best friend and I wouldn't expect my best friend to bully me. And so we give each other a lot of grace that way when we, that when we come home at night, it's like, this is a safe place where we can decompress. We can rest. We can, we can cook and enjoy each other's company. We can have company over, but that's not, that's not an obsession. It's not something we need to do, you know, to feel affirmed or whatever. Um, we do it if we want to do it. And if we don't want to do it, we don't do it, you know? So just healthy boundaries that way. And then the number one thing from my dad uh, was always keep Jesus first place. It's good that you believe in Jesus, but even, even more, always keep him first place. Um, if you put God at the top of your list, you'll never come second. <laughs> yeah. So that's my dad's number, number five or number one of five. Yeah. My, should I just keep cruising? Yeah. yeah. So six yeah. to 10, what are you, what are okay. you now? Your addition, six to my 10. My additions from my generation, um, I, my, I'm a little more Hollywood. I'm a little more entertainment driven because that's kind of my, my background is entertainment industry, music and all that stuff. But number six comes from a quote from a, from a Clint Eastwood film where he says, a man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of truth to that. You only have 24 hours in a day. You only have seven days in a week. You only have so much energy. You only have so much time. And you've got to prioritize your life based on your limitations. And you can't do everything, but you can do a few things really well. And so the tricky thing for my life is I can do a lot of things. I can be proficient at a lot of things, but I can't do a lot of things great. I can only do a few things really, really well. It, they need my focus and my attention. You guys at Learning RX know that, right? You focus on your weaknesses so they become stronger and hopefully maybe even become your strengths but um, a man's got to know his limitations and so uh, oftentimes we try to bite off more than we can chew you know in our instagram culture we want we want it all we see what someone else has and we go oh i want that we see what someone else does and go i want to do that <laughs> well wait a second maybe maybe that's for them but it's not for me i gotta know what i'm supposed to do and just stick to that and keep keep things simple I like that. This next one is a tough one, but it's a quote that I, I said pretty early on when my, when my teenagers became um, to that age. And it was something I would say also to my youth in the youth groups. It started out this way. I'd say, look, I'm not your buddy. I'm, I'm for you, you know? And so I'm better than a buddy, but a dad sometimes has to lay down the law, set boundaries, discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say, the, say the things that the, the son or daughter doesn't want to hear. Um, but, you know, at the same time, have, have a flexibility, not be so strict and stern that you're inflexible. Um, to be reasonable in your discipline, to let the punishment fit the crime, <laughs> right? <laughs> One of the things that I found so helpful when my teenagers were coming up, we, we did not let them have cell phones. We didn't buy them cell phones. We said, mm -hmm. you can have a cell phone once you have a job, once you pay for it yourself, you know, yeah. then you can have unlimited minutes and unlimited talk and text like crazy, but I'm not buying your phone. You know, you have to earn it. And, um, I pay for my phone. No, no, my, my mom, my mom didn't buy my phone. I'm not going to buy your phone. Get a job. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> my dad with me, it's like, if you want something, work for it. Go yeah, work it. hard. Yeah, make some, make some money, go buy it, you know? Yeah. And they did. By the time they were 15, 16 years old, they had it. But I said, you know what? Just because you have it doesn't mean you have unlimited use of it. Mm -hmm. I, you live here. You live here rent-free. And if I feel like that that phone is being a distraction to either your schoolwork or you're being disrespectful on it, you're bullying somebody, or you're if it's it's pulling you away from academics, or it's hindering your relationship with God, I'm gonna take it away. <laughs> and so, uh, like, oh, you would take your kid's phone away? Uh, yeah, in a heartbeat, yeah. I would. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's good. That's the point. That's what you're saying. Hey, I'm not your buddy. I'm your dad. That's exactly, awesome. Exactly. So, so, so what's the next one? What's yeah, your next? This is from a musician side. Learn at least three chords on the guitar. <laughs> nice. Learn at least three chords on the guitar. Like it's, they're not hard. And music is such a gift. Like uh, the, <laughs> we have a we have a phrase in Nashville amongst musicians that in order to be a true citizen of Nashville, you have to know at least three chords. And <laughs> because everybody in Nashville has a song, everybody's pitching a song, everybody loves to sing along. Guitar is part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And then for my sons, hey, chicks dig guitar players, man. Like <laughs> you, you want to be a chick magnet, you either got to learn to play guitar or have a puppy. Right. This has got to have something that, <laughs> that starts the conversation. And if you can write a song for a girl, oh, my goodness, it's over, man. It is over. You're like even halfway cute and you can play guitar. You got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so That's, learning that is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> learn three chords. I love and, it. And that's I love guitar is such a it's such a part of my life and but I, you know my wall is covered with them and you know having been a touring musician and a player i just think music should be such an integral part of your life hmm. you know so many people use music as a motivator it's free in most cases and it adds so much richness to your life and music helps you um express the emotions that you're feeling at the time you know, if you're angry, there's nothing like a good Metallica song turned up to 11 that just, <laughs> God, just get it out. You know what I mean? I got a drum set for the same reason. You just mm -hmm. go, 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 go. It's like, just get it out. You know, music helps us express so many different kinds of emotions. I was, <laughs> I was listening to a, a podcast late last night and a lot of people don't know this, you know, but um, Pythagoras, the old ancient Greek a philosopher who is also the kind of the father of modern modern uh, math mathematics um, they came up he, he and his school of thought in Greece came up with modern music theory huh the I did not know steps, that yeah the, the the music theory is based on mathematical principles mm -hmm. you know, it's the eight steps with the half tones there's okay. really only 13 tones in music um, and and Certain tones and intervals are pleasing to the human ear. Mm -hmm. when, you hear, uh, when you hear the dominant chord, it leads you to want to hear the tonic chord. Interesting, yeah. So you can, there's a sort of satisfying sound when the song ends the way you expect it to end. Mm -hmm. And if, it, if it's left unresolved, it makes you want to go, 
can we get there? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so I love that music does that. And and mm-hmm. there's a part of me and and Kim the same way. And I'm sure you ladies are the same. We're intellectuals, right? We think deeply. We're trying to figure out problems that are very complicated. And sometimes we come to the place where all of our brainstorming, all of our figuring, all of our thoughts, well, they just can't come to a resolution because there's no good answer. Mm-hmm. And, and then we become overwhelmed. Yeah. That's where you need the soul, the soulish expression that I find in music that either listening to music, playing music, singing the song, listening to someone else do music that helps me uh, in my emotional state to come into a place of equilibrium to go, well, like I can't, I can't unwind that clock today. I can't think I can't undo all these knots today. You know, learning three chords. I sometimes you wouldn't believe the brainstorming that happens when I'm just strumming through. So good. All right. Yeah. We're getting close to the end here. Um, I don't know if I'm going fast or slow or what I need to do, but number nine, this is good dad advice. I didn't, I I can't believe my dad never taught me this, but I learned this from a theater tech. Righty tighty, lefty loosey. (laughs) That's so good. When you're trying to hang that picture, how do you turn the screwdriver? (laughs) Right. It's righty tighty, lefty loosey. That's um, good. For almost everything. Like Mm -hmm. there's the only rare instances where it's not, but so many people are not mechanically minded. And uh-huh. they don't know the principle of righty tighty lefty loosey. They they they're, they're they're running the screw gun the wrong direction, and they strip out screws. They they strip out bolts so like they could cause major damage on mechanical stuff because they're running it the wrong way. All right, I actually then- saw a meme yesterday <laughs> about it saying, "I don't know what to do with righty tighty lefty loosey when I'm upside down underneath my car engine." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's true. How do I orient myself? Exactly. Like yeah. is the engine this way. So do you have to do it backwards if you're upside down underneath it? It was an it was a funny meme. So that yes. is or if you're working on a Range Rover, like anything made in the UK, it is it is notoriously known for for creating screws that go in backwards. Oh no. Uh-oh. So I've learned that lesson the hard way working on my driver's car, all the, the UK stuff, you know, you it, it check it, check the schematics on an engine, <laughs> Google it or watch someone on YouTube, you know, with, when it comes to mechanical stuff and go, am I turning this the right way? Yeah. I want to strip yeah. this out. It'd be better yeah. to just take the extra moments to research it before before you do damage to whatever it is you're trying to fix. And that is awesome. Yeah. So righty tighty lefty Lucy. And All number, right. number 10, we're almost to the end here, is pray first. Pray mm-hmm. first. And I have, and so praying first helps me erase yesterday. What am I doing right now? What does God want me to do today? Yeah. And so that's powerful. All right. <laughs> so before we wrap up, we're going to just throw some questions at you rapid fire. Sure. And give us the fast answers. Awesome. All right. So what does being a dad mean to you? Hmm. 30 seconds. It means representing the heavenly father (laughs) to the best of my ability. That same way that God fathers me, I want to father them. And if I'm a poor reflection as a dad to them, I'm a poor reflection of God to them. I know that's deep, but that's (laughs) that's what it is to me. Yeah, that's really great. All right. All right. How would your kids describe you? 
crazy, <laughs> fun, um, loud, obnoxious, <laughs> um, probably a, a, a good cook. They good. like what I make. Yeah. <laughs> right. How do you express your love to your children? Oh, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Chapman's um, five love languages, uh-huh. but, but I try to, I try to figure out how they best receive love um, because I, I know that they, that they don't all speak the same language. Right. So I try to customize my affection based on how they most want and need to receive my love. So uh, I try not, I don't, I try not to give unsolicited advice. That's one of my big things now that they're adults Mm -hmm. is I only give advice if it's asked for. I don't give free advice. I get paid for that. (laughs) And I don't make my kids pay me, but if they ask for it, I'll give it, but I don't give unsolicited advice because it's not, it's not, you know, free advice is worth what you paid for it. Yeah. Right. So um, if you really want to know what I think, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you without you asking. All right. As a dad, what makes you smile? Hmm. I love, I love seeing them take pride in their own accomplishments and becoming the person that they long to be. Um, and of course I, I love, love all watching all of them worship in their own way. They're watching all of them connect with God in their own way. One of my favorite things to, is to was to catch one of my kids reading their Bible mm-hmm. or to, to look over in church and watch them as their hands are lifted in praise to God and then worshiping the Lord. I mean, that does it just doesn't get any richer or fuller than that because it means we've passed on our faith. We've passed on our deepest values as, of a love for God and a love for people to them. You know, that's, 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 that's really important to me. Yeah. And, uh, and in times of crisis, watching them minister to someone else, Mm. like what, you know, I want to do that for people, but watching them do it for others is so powerful. Like, wow, where did they learn that? Oh yeah. They picked that up from me and from their grandpa and my great grandma. And like the the culture of our family is to keep Jesus first and love people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, we need to let, um, Terry read a word from our sponsor learning our ex. Yeah, and, awesome. when we, and when we come back, um, we want to hear about your podcast and your children's book. Sweet. Are you concerned about your child's reading or spelling performance? Are you worried your child's reading curriculum isn't thorough enough? Well, most learning struggles aren't the results of poor curriculum or instruction. They're typically caused by having cognitive skills that need to be strengthened. Skills like auditory processing, memory, and processing speed. LearningRx one-on-one brain training programs are designed to target and strengthen the skills that we rely on for reading, spelling, writing, and learning. LearningRx can help you identify which skills may be keeping your child from performing their best. In fact, they've worked with more than 100,000 children and adults who wanted to think and perform better. They'd like to help get your child on the path to a brighter and more confident future. Give LearningRx a call at 866-BRAIN-01 or visit learningrx.com. That's learningrx.com. 
And we are back talking to Pastor Wayne Hansen, um, and he is sharing some pearls of wisdom about fatherhood and husbandhood. And <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, Pastor Wayne is married to Kim Hansen, the CEO of Learning RX. So yeah. we've known him for a long time, and we were just super excited to bring him on for our special Father's Day episode. Yeah. So, Pastor Wayne, you have a podcast that is super unique. In fact, I've been a guest on your podcast um, and it's been like none other that I've been a guest on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, I have a, uh, I, I call it a internet TV show because I have a, a few different way, methods of doing media, but my craziest, most outrageous adventure recently is a show called The Jesus Taxi. And it's airing on the CTN, the Calvary Television Network on DirecTV here uh, up and down the West you know, Western United States, and it's on YouTube. And, um, and I, I have conversations with people about Jesus, whether they believe in Jesus or not. Um, <laughs> people that, that. Uh, have no interest in religion at all in the Jesus taxi, I have like all different kinds of experts and people. And everyone has an opinion about Jesus, <laughs> whether it's positive or negative, or nobody's indifferent about Jesus. <laughs> everyone has an opinion. And I guess that's the, the nature of Christ, right? Um, so that's, that's in its first season. I've got, um, I have one more episode to film and put in the can, and then that season will be airing on DirecTV for the next, I don't know, six months, and then we'll have a season two. Um, and you can watch it right now on my YouTube channel as well. And then I had a, I had a very popular regular kind of intellectual podcast called Wayne feeds, which had over 400,000 listeners. And, uh, it was focused in around, uh, church planting and ministry and Bible study and, and leadership. And that was a very popular podcast that had a very long first season. And I'm looking at doing a second season of the Wayne Feeds podcast, uh, doing it with missionaries and ministry people. Deep dives with theology. So the Jesus Taxi is kind of an entertainment-based 24-minute long TV show with ad breaks. And then my podcast can go for two hours, you know. So um, it's it, it's just based on the form of the of the media that the person wants to take in. Sure. And so that's, that's that. And then, yeah, you mentioned my, well, wait journey. a minute. First, I just want to say, cause I don't think you mentioned this. The, the really unique thing about the Jesus taxi is that you actually pick up your guests right in the Jesus taxi and you yes, drive yes. around the front range of Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's right. Interviewing your guests yeah. in the Jesus taxi. With GoPro cameras throughout the whole cat, the cab, right? Yeah. So we got GoPro cameras, multi-camera setup. Um, and a little controller box for the switchers for the brakes, you know. So it's like it's all wired up for a podcast inside of a car. And what so a blast! I know, and I was super impressed because I think about us as podcast hosts, and you know, we have to really pay attention to what our guests are saying so that we can, you know, ask follow up questions. And and I kept thinking the whole time that I'm riding around with you is how is he paying attention to the traffic and the road <laughs> and what I'm saying? I was right. so impressed that you were yeah. able to, you know. Well, you, you did notice that I pulled over for the ad breaks. You did. So you could make those. <laughs> yes. And I did That's think good. you were going to miss a red light once. I remember, like I pointed oh. it out and then saw you breaking. So. Yes. yes. Uh, well, driving is kind of automatic to me. Yeah. So then, yeah, I wrote, I wrote you, you're asking about the children's books. Yes. Uh, Tilly the Tilapia. That's right. Now in now it's inter an international 
um, it's a bestseller of sorts in European countries and, and here in the States and Canada and in Australia, it's, it's, it's print on demand and it's, it's on, you can find it on anywhere books are sold. So you can find it in Amazon and, and print on demand. And Tilly the tilapia was a, um, it came out of a crazy idea I had of anthropomorphizing um, a fish <laughs> where, you know, Jesus is always, he's with fishermen, right? Mm-hmm. And this, the story of the miracle catch and then the feeding of the 5,000. And like, what would happen if the same fish that they caught in the nets were one of the fish that Jesus broke and multiplied to the 5,000? Like, that'd be cool. And like, what if that fish could talk? Yeah. What if we told both of those stories from the fish's perspective? And so, you know, I, I call it Tilly the Tilapia, a life after death fish tale. That's so, so great. <laughs> so, and actually, that wasn't the original title of the book, was it? Yeah, it, it went through a few evolutions. Yeah, it was like the something dead fish. Yeah, the happy. So yeah, my website is called the Happy Dead Fish. The Happy Dead. Oh fish. my gosh, yes. the Happy Dead. That's, fish. A very, that's kind of a punk rock name, right? The Happy Dead Fish. What's yeah, the story of the Happy Dead great. Fish? Well, um, I wanted to, I wanted to couch the title in such a way that it wouldn't be off putting to moms of toddlers or, or children because right. I think it's so important. And then a lot of people have bought the book now. They tell me because a child has lost a family member or loved one. Mm-hmm. And they want to know that there is life after death mm-hmm. and that death is not the end. Oh, and God. so that the story actually continues after death. Yeah. And so it's become a, a, a tool for the grieving process for children. Right. And so, so, yeah, it tells the story of the feeding 5,000 and the, and the miracle catch from the fish's perspectives. And, and the, and the big key line in the book is that before I didn't feel like I was a miracle, but now I guess I do. <laughs> you know that God can take something right. bad and turn it into something good. Yeah. And then I've I've written some a couple follow-ups. I'm I'm probably have five in the series. Then I wrote one called Tilly Breaks Through, which is kind of a recovery book um, where Tilly goes on this adventure with her brother Tommy, and they get stuck in a net. And the you know their she- Shelly the shrimp says, "Oh, it's easy to get through. There's a hole over here." <laughs> but that's easy for you, Shelly. You're so small. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know Tilly's like, oh, "I think I, I think I can." And it's kind of like the little engine that could. You know, she's got to struggle and struggle to finally get through the hole in the, in the net. And she gets right. through. And then Tommy gets through. And then they they make it their job to go along the net and show the other fish how to get out of the trap. And it's a great story of recovery that once we have recovered, it's our job to go back and try to help others get free. That's great. And, uh, so it's, it's a beautiful little tale. And then I just finished one for tax season this year called Tilly Pays the Taxes. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it tells the story of the St. Peter fish. You know, Tilly is the, the fish that finds the coin. Peter goes fishing, pulls out the fish and the coin is in the fish's mouth and he pays their taxes with it. Right. So that one's a, a lesson in about fishing and money. Nice, and uh, so that's a kind of a story about God's provision and and uh, how God can do miracles and and uh, I tell talk a little bit about the essentials of fishing because I'm I love to fish too and so it's just it's it's a natural fit so and I do all the illustrations for those so there I I it's I I loved Dr. Seuss when I was a kid and Mm -hmm. I loved uh, Curious George 
And, you know, some of my favorite children's authors, what they have in common is they not only would they write the story, but they would do the illustrations. Right. And the, the beauty of being your own illustrator is that you don't have to explain to someone how you want the picture to look. Right. You can just draw it or paint it. I do pastels. So I do, I do the pencil sketches first, whether it's on black paper or gray paper or white paper based on the lighting of the, of the subject. And then, uh, then I do hard and soft pastels afterwards to blend the colors. So they're very vibrant colors. They're very attractive to children. It's like, yeah, they're beautiful books candy you know you want to grab it and eat the book because I just wanted to have that mm-hmm. feel of just vibrancy you know that you want to pick it up and read it so for our listeners what is the most appropriate age that you target for the for your children's books I think I think uh probably from four to four to eight you know four to twelve maybe you know but even adults read them because there's a lot of humor there's a lot of right. humor in the book that <laughs> i want it to be pleasurable for grandparents and moms and dads to read the books and have their own little aha moments and insights and cuz there's a spirituality to the book to each of the books going oh yeah i see that how that applies to me oh yes i see yes okay you know there's a deeper meaning here uh it's it's a fun little children's story but there's actually an underlying truth that's so powerful you know that you can take with you so it's it's geared towards that you know almost kindergarten to to eight-year-old but you could you could really you know if once they have a, a general language understanding of conversational language, they, they, they'll get it, you know? Okay. So. so how can our listeners find you? Um, I, my social media is pretty much the same on all platforms. It's pastor Wayne H. So facebook.com forward slash pastor Wayne H. My YouTube is pastor Wayne H. I'm on Twitch. I'm on rumble, um, which is becoming a larger and larger audience now. Um, so Pastor Wayne H. everywhere. Um, and then the church, if you're in the South Denver metro area, you want to come visit the ministry, it's mysummitchurch.com. And we're also known as Summit Church of Douglas County. We're kind of in rural uh, Sedalia. It's, it's actually on a big motorcycle road on Highway 105 in the kind of the, the back back uh, country in the foothills of the Rockies. It, it's gorgeous. Fantastic. Well, Well, this has been a fantastic conversation uh, with Dr. Wayne Hansen. And so we just appreciate you so much for sharing um, your pearls of wisdom on parenting and fatherhood today. Um, If you um, would like more information about uh, Pastor Wayne's work, like he said, you can find him on almost every social media channel at Pastor Wayne H, including YouTube and some of the newer ones. We'll actually put the links and handles um, in our show notes. Awesome. Uh, so that you can find him, you can find his children's book series, all of that. Um, so thank you so much for listening today. If you liked our show, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you would rather watch us, we are on YouTube and you can find us on social media at The Brainy Moms. So look, until next time, we know that you're busy moms and we're busy moms. So we're out. See ya. See ya.